had my share a, of donut. A type of donut is yeah. enough for you? I know, that's why that's I was stunning. That's what was stunning Great. to me. That's what's insulting. Uh, um, this time we'll start it off right. Welcome to the Boiled Sports Half an Hour. <laughs> Wait, we won't do an hour of podcasts before we intro? <laughs> There's a clip in there. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about cheesecake for 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and and somebody get very mad at us in the comments. I don't know if you guys saw that. They They're did very mad, very mad at us for not talking enough about football, talking too much about cheesecake. So let's let's talk about donuts. I was gonna say we opened <laughs> this talking about donuts. I refuse. If you Excellent. are coming for cogent football analysis, there is no Purdue podcast for you, my friend. There we go. Okay, cheesecake is awesome. Uh, thank you guys for attending. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate something. I'm gonna and I don't have any idea when stuff like this happens. I don't know if you guys saw it. The quick cast, uh, the most recent one, had over a thousand views in YouTube. There we go. Native YouTube views. No idea why. Because it was a good, it's a good weekend. People, Purdue yeah, fans, yeah. can't get enough. Yeah, yep. the numbers should be good this year yep. Uh, yep. if basketball continues on this trend. Yeah, how are yep. the girls? No idea what Nathan Hartman's talking about, but I don't know either. Todd, I think he's talking about us. I think we're the girls. Factory. Oh man, Todd, and you're still here to talk about it? My goodness, donut. You would smell like heaven every day. Oh, or hmm. yeah, I, I think I, it would be too much for me. I'd be chewing on my own arm. It would be too much. Yeah, I don't know if I could resist. Yeah. So this weekend was another good, first of all, we'll talk about, it was a good Purdue weekend. It was a very good Purdue weekend, I believe. It was Bullock good. I touched on that in the quick cast on Sunday. Sunday? I don't remember. I've lost track. Um, what are days? But it started Guys, off. Is this the best, is that the best Purdue sports weekend ever? I don't know about ever, but it's like of, of, of recent memory, there aren't many to choose from. I mean, like the, the Sweet 16 win. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Obviously, an NCAA tournament, you know, weekend where you sweep through is is very, very good because it's more, it's a bigger stage. But that was, man, that was a fun, fun weekend. Um, so I, man, I watched the football weekend. game. Anish watched the, well, we'll talk about Anish's experience in a moment. I watched the game in a sports bar at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, awaiting the basketball game on Saturday. So talk about a nice lead up, you know, yes. in a sports bar. We had to ask, of course, this is the best part. We had to ask multiple times to put the Purdue Northwestern game on. The bar was 85% Purdue people. Oh my God. That's I'm great. so glad you also had this experience. But now continue. it was in, in the Northeast, it was on the Overflow channel, right? The Northeast was showing in the Big Ten that we're showing Penn State Rutgers. Ooh. Yeah. Battle of the powerhouses. No one should want to have to watch that, even Penn State Rutgers fans. So they finally put Purdue on. Um, and we were there the whole time. It was so wonderful to watch that. It was so great. Um uh, Milton Wright going from oh. going from early in the season looking like he what never caught a football to yeah. being like we were so saying short-handed. Oh, we were, he was catching we everything. Were, that combat route where he where he fought through the defender. How about the one where he? It's a different little, guy. It's a different guy. Hitch, and then left the yeah. defender. The defender yeah. you can almost read his like thought bubble. Like I'm a DB yeah. at Northwestern. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. and I'm just getting burned like toast, like over be. and over too. I'm going to be successful in something other than football. Yep. Wait, is that, is that what, did I say that right? <laughs> That's the commercial. They're the one of them. Yes, he's the he's he going was almost shaking his head after he got burned. He's not going to catch right. No. And he's just kind of his head's just moving like this a little bit, and you're like, yeah, I feel you, buddy. 
Well, the funny I, thing is, they were they were putting so much manpower into stopping Bell that Bell, they yep. left they left got the it. same two got guys it. got burnt by Wright over and over and over. And I don't know anything about them, but I assume they were like team managers because it was twenty four and eleven. Those two guys, man, they, they were getting posterized. They 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 over and over and over on the highlight reel. That's tough. It That's was tough beautiful. It was awesome. Uh, Purdue's wide receivers have been putting a lot of guys on the high right, highlight reel. Yeah. Yes, that true. that I, I never bothered to learn his name. That Michigan State guy who got spun like a top out of bounds. Yeah. Just what's the slid. what's the Instagram Whee! guy? What's the Instagram coach? coach? He, he's very coach thirty. Yeah, I sent him a message saying, "Please do one on this," and he didn't answer <laughs> me, but he did do it. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, he did a Milton Wright one. No, no, I'm sorry. On the one the, on the two David weeks ago, Bell. three weeks yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. Bell did you know? Put, the David uh, Bell. Did you retweet that? Because I don't. I didn't even see it. Oh, I'll, I'll find it. Send it to yeah, you. It's okay, on IG, yeah. Uh, but I'm sure it's on Twitter. I'm sure it's made its way to He's Twitter. He's probably on Twitter too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find it. Um, um, there's, there's a, there's a good. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this down here. Autocorrect strikes, and somebody said, uh, "Chop, chop, mothers." <laughs> he said, "Chop, chop, mothers." And the funny thing is, I didn't even didn't trick, didn't do anything in my head. I think we just just kind of just yeah. You just correct it yourself, right? You exactly. Know, the way life is right now. I, so what so, was your what was your favorite thing about the weekend? So you've got Milton Wright's big performance. You've got, of course, um, the, the the comeback in what a three minute span. Really, they flipped the game as Villanova just succumbed to being exhausted, mm -hmm. and North Carolina, the kind of the beating back of North Carolina, continually trying to come back and not being able to do it. What what's your favorite thing? Is it is it an individual performance? Is it is it an overarching theme? What do you guys what what do you guys what really sticks out to you and your you guys you guys had different perspectives because you were you were on the scene. So well, how much of Saturday do you do you remember, Anish? Is really the first yeah. question. V, I mean, honestly, bits and pieces. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the game was so great because every time I looked up. Like I looked up very infrequently, and every time I looked up, something interesting was happening. Whether it was the kicker slipping when all of us weren't. Oh my like, god, that was. To. I, I looked down. I looked down at like my nachos or something, and I look up and I was like, and I it, it was in the perfect time where I'm like, wow, what a call to go for the onside right there. <laughs> exactly, and, they had all that momentum. In, and, in and he's like, moment. no, I think he slipped, and I was like, no, and kicked it right at someone, and then. Like bounced I, off his face. I always thought kickers should do that more often. They should just, just aim just a, for just someone. Kick somebody, blast it at them. Just yep. pull it. They're not going to catch it. It's going to be a high speed. No, you're not. You yeah. don't expect it. Like, you know, I, I, the thing from this weekend, other than the copious amounts of fried food and alcohol that was consumed by yours truly, just so much fried food, just an unbelievable, ungodly amount of fried food is what I have to emphasize here. Uh, the, it was the consistency it would there was no letdown like the fact like honestly this weekend what like um if you actually just kind of go by the numbers purdue held form right mm -hmm. like there they were no surprises what exactly what they're supposed to they yeah. did what they, they, they were deal. supposed to do they were favored well, um they, they beat were a higher ranked basketball team but sure as, it, by the by the humans but by ken palm i think he had purdue as a you know slight favorite in that game mm -hmm. so and Purdue comfortably beat UNC. Purdue did not have a letdown game in a weird venue against um, uh, Northwestern, like on the march for eight wins. Like there was no let, e like it was just holding serve. But what feels so different is that 
There was no letdown. There wasn't really even like a threat of a letdown, I think. No. Um, like it was just like Purdue handled business and it was like either in a marquee venue that everybody was, you know, because it was kind of a weird, you know, place mm -hmm. to play or it yeah. was a marquee event where there could legitimately be by the end of the season, three potential final four teams. I don't know how good, you know, They're North good. Carolina is going to end up being, but I think there'll be a sweet 16 team. You know, yeah. I think they'll round it, yeah. you know, they'll round They've it. They've got athletes. Their I mean, that's the thing. And yeah, they got Nova. Guys. And what I think yeah. was masked there is Nova is a Final Four team. Like, that Nova team is so well coached. And, mm -hmm. like, all the, they are just a machine under J. They aren't deep and, enough. They only have no. played seven guys. Like, they only have seven. Enough. But I don't think his, his great teams were all that deep. I think there were eight. They weren't. They he right, so he could he could bring one more guy up, and that's if you read the there's a great thing on Golden Black or on Knucklehead. It's one of my favorite things I've ever seen on Knucklehead. There's a guy that goes and he gives you synopsis of the other the opposing I, team's message board. The guy I was at the game with just told me this at the it's game. He great. said there's a guy who mines the best bitching from other <laughs> message awesome. boards and puts it on KC. Totally, totally. It, it had me. I went and I read his old stuff just because he he started it was relatively recently, I believe. But the but it was very funny because one thing he he talked about over and over is how Matt Painter outcoached him because Matt Painter had a true freshman on the court in crunch time, and Jay Wright had had kind of scrubbed the game clean of anybody without much experience, and because of that they were all dead tired, and that I was mean, the difference maker, right? I you know I actually think Jay Wright has a normal team. Like a normal team runs about seven or eight deep, you know, right. and is as good as Villanova was. I mean, they were hitting some impossible shots. And the difference was that they got tired like normal teams do. And usually both teams get tired, but usually the one of the teams can't just do a line change or one of the teams can't take out, you know, the best center in college basketball and bring in the second best center in college basketball. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it yeah. and Nova is not that big, right? Like no. they're, they're right. But, they, but did you hear Edie talk about the big, you know, like, you know, you have the, the clash of, of strength versus weakness, weakness versus strength, because you had produced bigs. They didn't really have an answer for it, but they were bombing threes. And Edie's like, mm -hmm. I don't know if they missed a three. He goes, I don't remember missing a three. Yeah. And oh my God. That, that was, was a stretch that they Man. were just hitting. Both of those teams. Threes. Both those teams shot well against Purdue. Yeah. One of the yeah. things, if you talk about things that you like as takeaways, Purdue beat two teams. The first one, they never really they, – they kept North Carolina at arm's length yeah, almost the whole game, except for yeah. like one 30-second point where they were down a point. Um, they beat two teams that shot really well, are really you know talented. Yeah, uh, Nova's case is really well coached. I don't know if you can say that about Hubert Davis yet. But um, – that's a great takeaway too. They just beat two. Either of those games, if you lost it, you'd be kind of annoyed. But it's not. It's yeah. almost like one of those. We said a while. We said last week. You know, Matt Painter wants to lose a game or two, or you know, he doesn't want to go fourteen and zero to start the season. He wants and now. Our, our, our like but, you know like that's the thing is like they can, they should rip through the conference now. This is really this is nuts. And there's that strange Iowa game that's sprinkled in there early. Let me tell you my bar experience after the game. So it is actually Indeed. it was it was perfectly planned. Because the game was kind of in hand, we had a large group like together. We actually had two kind of large groups that we each kind of broke off in our own directions after the game. One of the group, half of them went to find a place to go watch the Purdue game. You would think that, I mean, it was so funny in Wrigley Field. Um, 
it was about 50 50 like northwestern and purdue fans but mm-hmm. the northwestern fans didn't make an like a, a single peep even when like northwestern did something good it was dead silent like Man. nothing was oh, there and you could see like good? a ton of northwestern fans there like when like an incompletion or a sack or something like that like nothing it was like brassade like it was just silent and then when purdue chicago's big 10 team i know is Purdue when Purdue, uh, you know, There's rounded no into four. I mean, the Alumni Association in Chicago has got to be what quadruple, quintuple the size of, of oh. Northwestern. Probably Illinois is second in Chicago, I would think. And the I mean, the other thing is how loud it got during the four straight sacks was awesome. That was I mean, crazy. That was incredible. Three straight I've seen before. Four straight I don't know if I've seen that before. Um, but so we go half of the people go to a bar after the game to try and find a large picnic table for all of us. Basically a picnic table next to a TV, the bar that they go to, it used to be a sport. I think it's called deuces. They used to be a sports bar in that they used to be, they still have like an infinite amount of TVs all around, but apparently they were trying to convert to becoming a Santa bar, which is like a thing. What's a Santa? What does that mean? I don't. It, Christmas and Santa's like as far as the eye can see. Okay. Okay. It, I know. And I was like, okay. This is high concept stuff. My my you Indianapolis can, brain doesn't get it. You can be the Santa bar. It sounds but like something like, to be in Southern Indiana. There were hundreds of Purdue fans coming in, like lining up and saying, hey, can we turn the Purdue game on? And like mm-hmm. it took like the dozenth table before they started turning the TVs on because they wanted right. everybody's focus to be on Santa Claus. What in the what? I know. I don't <laughs> understand it. Is this a Chicago thing? Is, is this it just West seasonal thing? or is it year is round it? Santa's? I don't know. It's not Thanksgiving yet. We're not in Santa yeah, season. Yeah, I'm not doing that stuff. Yeah. What's the yeah. bar hop, the Santa hop, the bar crawl, the Santa crawl, whatever it's called? Like Santa Con? Yeah, Santa it's Con. New York. Like yes. it's yeah, but it's not Santa. I'm sure that Do people dress up as Santa's version. and go from bar to bar. Is that what it is? Yes. yes. And that, get, that'd be uh, fun. That'd belligerently be drunk. Yes. It's exactly. fun in theory until you see the kind of until you two, see the two Santas going. fighting each other. Yes. It's, it's drunk, too much. vomiting. Yeah, <laughs> vomiting the beard. It's, yeah. It's very bad. And so eventually go there, but it's like, this is immediately after a Purdue game and there's another Purdue game. Everybody just wants to get to a TV and watch and we will spend absurd amounts of money here. Sir, take me to your finest Santa bar. So to keep them happy, like I just said, I don't, I can't pull up the menu. It was only digital and their signal was bad. So I was like, whatever, bring me the appetizer sampler. And the appetizer sampler was just fried food. Like it was fried green beans. I don't know. It was so fried many beans. fried. Underrated. And we had like four. Get that orange, those. like half spicy sauce on there. Oh, it was real good. Oh, we had the orange spicy sauce. So yeah. we, it was just fried food. And I've realized I am too old to just be putting fried food and alcohol into me all day what? to feel good the next morning. I know it's no. wild. Your I'm surprised you felt good two days later. I mean, because that, that to me, it, the recovery of everything is slower. I, I don't. I, I don't drink like that. And like, if I drink a little bit too much, I'm like, man, don't feel very good next day. It's, it's like not... you were stretching. It's like you stretching your stomach out. It's like you practicing with an extra pie this weekend. It's just, I'm, I'm loading up for the weekend. I'm getting You're ready, ready to go. So that wasn't stomach. even the game. The Chicago retreat 
was the warm up for let's just warm oh up. you've got two three days don't you don't, it's I've a got, big party I, yeah yeah so it's i've got three thanksgivings to warm up to these are yeah. is very trying times for me <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh well um jay what did you what did you see tell me what you saw what did i see how was yes, the mohican son yeah how was the mohican uh it's Fine if you're going to see uh, a top 10 version of your favorite team win twice. It's enjoyable. You think it's enjoyable when you see a top five potential top five NBA pick in your favorite team's jersey? It's great. Yeah. It's Good. great in that regard. Okay. Good. Getting Good. there is not ideal. Um, spending any time at all on I-95. Um, and oh, by the way, horrible. Horrible. you people who live in, oh, there's traffic here. Yeah, I live in L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah, I-95. Anywhere like in that Connecticut area is just always the absolute worst. Just, just awful. I and used to drive. Always, you know, I used to make that drive from New so Jersey up to Boston and back down every month and a half. And yeah. that that the the kind of hairpins through Connecticut, you know, where yes. it kind of yeah. jots through the I-95 water just, and comes back. Yeah. It's so bad. And well, if there's any rain, it's like you are absolutely crawling. There's there's no movement at it's, all. It's terrible. It's the worst. And, Everything at Mohegan Sun, um, it's like being in an airport as far as the pricing. You go to the sports oh, so you bar, get off like, and it's like a hundred dollar uh, ring dings. Right, right. Well, it's like oh, I'll just have like what's I'll just have like a chicken sandwich in the bar here because I don't want to like I'm just here to watch the oh seventeen dollars for a sandwich. Oh, okay. So it's that whole kind of experience for the weekend where everything you do is. It's like they're charging you like you're in Las Vegas, but I can assure you you're not. The best part was when I checked in and she's like, I can offer you an upgrade to a suite that I'd have to pay for. That's not really offering me an upgrade. And she said, um, you'd you'd be on the end and you'd have two different views. Of what? Of the Connecticut countryside? It's beautiful, man. As uh, Land as far as the eye can see. Real quick, Anish. Which one? Oh, this one? Yeah, that one. Uh, Vortec 4253 says, I'm surprised Jay didn't just helicopter in. He may have, and he just couldn't get to a helipad close enough. Is that true, Jay? Or we, 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 I don't think they have a helipad on the Mohican Sun. Supply chain issues has got his copter in the shop for a while. That's right. That's right. Ship shortages, uh, yeah, something supply. I know. I just keep saying any delay, it's just like, oh, supply chain, yeah, ship shortages, shipping containers. Exactly. I just can use buzzwords. I know the words. So it was, I can do this. It it was great to see. It's nice to go somewhere where you're staying in the same general structure, you're having your meals, you never, you don't need a coat, you're never going outside, right? Mm -hmm. You can walk into the arena, see the game, walk right back out, and there's where you're going to dinner. It's pretty, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. I like that. Um, a lot of good choices to eat in there. Eh, okay. Are there they all the same? Like, like, is it like just different signage and they're using the same piece of beef and the one place they're calling it a taco and the other place they're calling it a burger? We went to Michael Jordan's Steakhouse and I really wanted to be like, completely like, is Michael Jordan the chef? What's, what's a Michael Jordan Steakhouse? Just just like like I have no idea. Yank with the waiter. Did he, was he here? Did he set up the kitchen? Did yeah. he get? Did, did he train you all? Yeah. yeah, famous restaurateur. Is this what the, I don't? I've never. Is this a con? I don't know what this is. Yeah, what are Chicago? there pictures? Uh, red and black all over, or how do they yeah, do it? Is it pretty much okay. red and black decor and quotes on the wall? They have a, a wax figure of him. You can get your picture taken with. No, 
No, no. Maybe one in a Bulls uniform, one in a Wizards uniform, one in a suit, like the businessman version. (laughs) Except with the with the huge pants, with the MC Hammer. Huge, huge shoulders, huge pants, everything very blousey. Uh, (laughs) Very blousey. (laughs) His his shirts. If you you look at oh the clothes back then, like the buttons. He like all of his shirts. He was embarrassed by buttons. He wanted all buttons to be hidden. Yes, for some reason I don't know plackets. Yes. Uh, Ultimate Boiler asks, is the Mohegan Sun just a casino that decided, you know what, we need a basketball arena in here? Or does a team typically typically play there? That's a good question because there are it's some places soul, that soul I think build basketball arenas in the hopes of getting like tournaments and they don't really have any reason. But no, okay. uh, Mohegan actually has the WNBA Connecticut Sun mm-hmm. plays their home games there. It's a 9,200-seat arena. Um so yeah, I mean, it's legit. Really, they panned out, and I was like, "Okay, it's there's legit. a second tier." Yeah, it's it a like second a nice tier. college. It was like it's a, actually it was, yeah. what I did not notice last time I was there five six years ago, and what I did notice this time, and now I will be looking into the next time Purdue plays there. There are luxury boxes or suites. There's like seven. That's it. Like right at the top, yeah. and they're the old school. Like you've got the area in the back, and I can see there's big TVs in there, and then there's mm-hmm. like you come out the front, and there's a couple rows of seats. You didn't notice them because you were you were laying down on the court last time. You were, I can't. See <laughs> I was not on the court. I'll have you know. I can't even see. What's you can make these what's jokes. There? I was on the court six these years lights ago. Lights are so bright and the reflection off the. Show. I was literally <laughs> on the court six years ago, and I was not this time. So, was it rough? Minutes. Did you have to bring binoculars and stuff? Yeah. No. They call no. them field goggles. <laughs> I saw Mike Babinski. Um, He's I saw, saw Jeff dude. Goodman, who really fell in love with Purdue at the same time he fell in love with Rob Hummel. Super um, strange. It's super yeah. strange. He's Very just weird. a generally strange human. Babinski was there. He was in uh, Utah. He was at okay. Connecticut. Or I mean, yes. I was at whatever Connecticut. Mohegan. Yes, he was there. Um, there were some very obvious John Purdue Club events that they might as well have had a sign that said, you are not welcome. Because if you're... <laughs> it's, it's like John Purdue Club event. And then there's like two big like bouncer guys that are like, no, you don't, you don't come in here. Um, this is not an open door event. They do have concerts there. They do. They, have, they do pretty were, well. I'm not trying to joke around. I thought you gave monies during the during the um, uh, COVID turndown. I have given money to John Purdue Club. One of the things you learn about the John Purdue Club is you got to keep up your membership. A lot money, a lot of money, right. many monies right. to get many, any many of those monies. invites. You can give money yeah. and get almost nothing. So, yes. which I do, um, and I and I get nothing. When we gave a lot of money oh, as a as an organization, satisfaction, personal to, satisfaction. satisfaction, we gave it to the Tyler Trent Endowment, and I was proud of that, and that got us um, some some recognition. We, you yeah, know, that was cool. They that appreciated that, and I think that's a much better place to put your money. Quite honestly, Absolutely. as much as I love Absolutely. sports, um, no, there, there's no doubt about that. Like that is not something that's debatable at all. Um, there's money. Flowing. We're not pay, we're not paying a you know Florida head coach's buyout or anything. <laughs> Someone asked earlier. So, what Dan Mullen's buyout is, and I answered for us uh, on the side there. It's twelve. It's only twelve. Oh, yeah. What well, a bargain. Yeah, but SEC yeah. jobs generally, I think you can do that sort of thing because they're desirable jobs. You don't have to like right. lure the guy in with. I mean, he's another what one. Is, I what is up... Mel Tucker's buyout going to be? Because they better get used to Jimmy figuring Sexton. that out. I'm pretty sure he, him, and um, I, I'm pretty sure that both him and uh, Franklin. Both are represented by Jimmy Sexton, who is Jimbo's agent. So that could be just the mother. It really of all is the same contract. agent. I I think it is. Oh my gosh! 
He's the best that, agent in the world. He's just got to be building should, a city someplace. How have, how have we not hired him as an agent? <laughs> Bold sports agent. We're doing so what? well. That's probably why. Everything. We're just going to – we're we're just counting our money already. So Exactly. True. True. So wait, hey, we, one uh, thing we haven't – since we, we were said we would start with football, and we kind of and sort of have, let's yeah. also talk – there is another game this weekend. Um, we haven't spent any time – because it's hard to hate. It's it's hard to hate a, a you know – completely falling apart program but um man the bucket this weekend they were 17 the when the season started they were 17 they were seventh at the end of last year did you know that they were yeah. number seven yeah. now, i know it was weird 2020 COVID weird yeah i know it was weird and they but were when dead. you look at their their record they beat they beat michigan they beat michigan state they beat some they beat penn state last year they had a really good year they lost by a touchdown to ohio state they were they were legitimately they had a legitimately good year Got to number seven, came into this year thinking that, you know, like, hey, we're we're legit now. And boy, if there's ever been a case of a team believing something that oh. they hadn't quite earned yet, yeah, man, was that it? Like, yeah, I, and I, I don't, I, you guys mercy. know this. I, I don't. It's not like IU basketball. I don't I, like. Sure. When I, I, I kind of feel. Bad. I, I, I kind of feel I bad. Honest, I, I honestly feel nothing for Purdue, for IU football until the bucket I, game, and then yeah. like I want and the then bucket. You kind of hate them, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. But you I sure as hell don't want to lose to them. Yeah, I no, want the bucket. But it's not. like, but I feel a constant seething hatred for Ohio State and Notre Dame all year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's not like that for IU. Now it's just like, oh, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for Zach Osterman who has to cover this poor team. Yeah, it's 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 rough. They, I I went and did a little statistical dive to see where IU's strengths are. There's not a statistical strength. Well, the right defense now. I thought we still thought was decent. No, no it's falling apart. It, they are in they are towards the bottom of Rutgers, most so. categories. Like they don't sack people, they don't intercept people, they don't stop anybody from scoring. And it's been worse the last few weeks. Like they're they're really really not good. And um, their quarterback situation is bad. They, they can't move the ball. Um, like I, a friend of mine is an IU fan. Well, that, they scored. Good, they scored though. a touchdown this week, and I was like, "Really? That's serious? Seriously? A, that's a thing you put your you hang your hat on at this point in the season? I mean, it's rough. They they can't really run the ball that effectively. They've it's this is a game that Purdue should go in extremely humbly because there's a lot on the line in that you know like eight wins, and eight like wins. Yeah. This is this. I want to, I want to say this. And I, we, we all know this. We've talked about this. We talked about it a bit on Twitter and I'll, I'm going to reiterate for people who miss the, the tweets on this, but mm-hmm. this is the, if Purdue, if Purdue can beat IU, this will be the seventh time Purdue football has won eight games since 1966. Don't discount this. Don't discount this. This is not that a bull crap. 55 either. years. That 55 is 50. years. And they've hardly ever won eight games, right? And mm-hmm. so this is a big deal to get the win, uh, beat, get the bucket, bring it back to where it's belong. Don't don't let it go back, right? But but keep the bucket. But the big thing is, this wasn't like the Curtis Painter eight win team where you played a bunch of bad teams. Oh, this is a, a lot this of good is a wins. season, a lot of good wins, no bad losses. If you can complete the job. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing. When we talked about the beginning of the season, I was making a checklist of things Jeff Brom need to do to get over the hump. One of them, mm-hmm. right? Don't don't lose to a bad team. Well, this is your final final hurdle. You do this. He has taken massive because leaps. The other, they played the other with things, inclement weather. They yep. beat a ranked team on the road. They 
um, beat the teams they're supposed to game in game out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love for them to get out of the blocks a little sooner, but they, they won their first game. They won the opener, which Jeff Brom hadn't done as good. All these things matter. A power five right? team. They beat or absolutely. State. I, mean, I mean, like, I don't know if it's it just decent. 12. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's they're seven or four is bad, but like, yeah, well, that's a, that's good. a, that's a solid bowl team. This is, that's a good win. And it's looked better as that season has gone on. They have a Oregon state has a, has a, an identity. Uh, they got a strong offense. That cost, uh, Coletto guy is really good, and a lot of teams – he hasn't been stopped all year. The only Coletto. team that stopped him twice was Purdue. Incredible. It's a family Coletto. history of excellent yeah. football. It's just um, consistency. <laughs> the name Coletto, you think of smash mouth, outstanding football. Um, <laughs> you know what? You talk about teams no, you know, beating the teams you're supposed to. Even the teams they beat, um, like Illinois – Felt like, man, they're going to be so bad. If they beat Northwestern this weekend, which they probably they're going to go to bowl, right? They're six. No, mm-hmm. they'll be five and no. Mm-hmm. No, they have five. I think. I, I think, think this will be six. I think they have five. Six. I think I so. Think we can we can quickly six. check on this. I thought they had four. But Future my point Iowa is, they're going to finish. Coach, even if they finish with five, that's still better than I thought they were going to be. Absolutely. Like four big hands. Their defense is really damn good. Like, like they're good. They've held teams down. They've held good teams down. So it's that and it was a lousy time. It was obviously the lowest time of the season. But what do you say? I missed that. You said they've held good teams down, and I said and Nebraska. And Nebraska. I'll just tee them up. Just, just let's go. <laughs> Any shot you can get on on the Cornhusker. Well, I mean, because Nebraska. They lost again, and they're going to go three and nine in Scott it's Frost's fu- fourth it's year. It's funny. It's so funny that they have outscored all of their opponents. Like they have a positive point differential in the season and they have like one win or whatever. They have a positive point. No, they have outscored. I'm pretty sure they have outscored or like, yeah, I'm you know why? You know why? Let me read to you their three wins. Uh, Fordham 52, seven Buffalo 28 to three and Northwestern 56 to seven. That is why they have out because they've lost every other game fairly close. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. Losing games close. Who gives a sh- who cares? Who cares? You know who you don't feel bad for, Anish? You know you guys both said kind of feel bad for Indiana. I don't I don't hate him so much as I feel bad for him. You know who you I don't, don't feel, feel bad, bad for? for Scott Frost at all. No, Scott you're right. No, you're right. No. I was trying to do it, but I didn't feel bad for nope. him. Nope. By the way, there are huge, huge uh rumors coming out, and it looks like there's already been one guy at IU that is transferred, but supposedly the transfer portal is going to be flooded by IU players. And they've had these two great recruiting classes in a row. They're supposed to have another one coming in. And if all that's for not, if they lose 10 guys, 10, you know, skilled guys to the, to the transfer portal. Oh, and nine big 10 season can do that. It'll do that. It'll do that. I mean, so this is the danger. This is why like, um, like in a vacuum, maybe IU like decent job, good, you know, good uh, facilities, good amount of money, but they are in the wrong division. And it's just like IU and Rutgers are so inherently bad because they just have to constantly play that gauntlet. And that's also why we were kind of arguing that Purdue is a like a low-key great job. Yeah. Because you can get paid. There aren't that many expectations. And, you know, the West is like relatively... But, but what? But but to do what? To win the division? Because I would argue you can still. So in the East, I'm looking right now. Maryland and Rutgers are both five and six. Right. Okay. Right. So you have a slightly better year. They're both two and six in conference. We I both mean, know they Maryland, could have been a lot yeah. better than that. It, it, they could have. They could have had a couple more wins. Suddenly, it's not so. They got five wins. They might have six. Either one of them, right? If they win this weekend, 
So one more and you're a seven and five team. All I'm saying is Indiana, yes, you're in the wrong division if you ever want to play for the Big Ten title. But I even agree. to even to establish that consistent Could get a couple level, guaranteed losses in there. Ju- no, but just a consistent level, like what we're looking for, which is like the new floor again, is six wins. Yeah. Like to establish that consistently in the East is so hard, man. Like especially for like for a team like Purdue, it would be like really bad. But Purdue, in the Purdue West, would, would beat Ohio State every other year because it's every other year. Do. Yeah, That'd be exactly. no problem. Yep, in Ross Aid, nobody yeah. can. <laughs> The uh, no, it's it's tough. I, the the problem that I have with that thought process is like you almost make it sound like because you you really you I think you Anish elevate the East and you disparage the West a little too much. Like it's not little. disparaging. It's just like there's no Ohio State. You know, there's no Penn State. But there's only one. The oh, there's only one. There's Ohio no State. Michigan. Penn That's State's it. four and no, four. No, 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 no. Let's not. Let's no, but in, no, but I'm I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about no. Year but I'll, year. I'll do this. I'll do this, and let's look. We could. I guarantee you, we could dive in the last decade. It's Ohio State. That's it. it. Is. That's it. Yeah. Because really, if you go the next step, it's probably Wisconsin, right? I mean, over Wisconsin, the last ten or fifteen years. Yes, yeah. they've been it damn is. strong. That they program has yeah. been very good, and Iowa has been solid. Like there are roadblocks in the way. But Nebraska. the more, but be more beatable roadblocks is what I'm saying. Right? I don't think and so. That, I think no, Ohio but State I is actually, the roadblock. That's I what I'm saying. No, yeah, but like I don't know. It's like the the Michigan middle of Penn it. State. Yeah, I don't. I'm good. I'm. I would rather play Nebraska and Iowa instead of Michigan and Penn State every year. Um, like that's that's all I'm saying. And but actually, I am from saying the perspective of Purdue fans. Purdue doesn't I, beat Michigan. I don't. Right? Ca- I do. I, teams do. I don't care about disparaging the West. I have no loyalty to the Big no, no. Ten West. But what no, I'm saying is that I don't have any loyalty to the damn conference. You know, our that. I mean, our Purdue's placement in the West is an advantage for the job of Purdue. Sure, and that makes it like an attractive place to be. That is why Brom, you know, has stayed here longer than he stayed at any other coaching stop so far. Right? It is still there, young. And there is a way that you can stay here, build something, build yeah. a foundation. I mean, he literally built this from, I think, like we were talking about Purdue history since the 60s, from Purdue's low since the 60s. Yeah. You know, that's what he inherited. Yeah. And so now to put up one of those, how many did you say eight win, like potentially Seven, eight win season? Ever. How yeah. is that possible? How it's that's even more stunning the, than Purdue has only won one 10 game season from the How? ashes yes. of Hazel from the ashes of a decimated program. Right. This wasn't picking up from Danny Hope where there were some athletes on the roster. The guys at Golden like, Black have picked up on this idea. something that's very interesting <clears throat> that a lot of Purdue fans, the three of us, I think would be included in this group said by year five or six, we should start seeing Jeff Brown winning 18, eight or nine games. Well, look where we are. There yeah. we are. Look where we are. And so that's the thing. If, you know, this is going to be an incredible carousel year, I feel like this is a nice test. Like, I'm not nervous going out of this because I'm happy about the season. And it's kind of like found money to me because I thought this was not going to be this type of season. But I think it's a good test of, you know, we. it seems to me that Brahm and Babinski have this nice loyalty and, and mm-hmm. work well together. This is a good test of this. I, I hope Purdue doesn't do what Michigan State and Penn State just did, where they say, okay, we're going to get our $100 million bag of money out. Don't do that shit, right? Don't do it. That is not smart. It's not smart from any standpoint. And there are other coaches out there. 
There just are. I don't, I don't care. That is such a, you put you in such a bad position as a program. I know, I know it's imaginary money on let some, me, but it's well, a lot it's of imaginary money. and it's not mine. So I don't, let's care. also talk about no, the difference, but it, it is your school. And if they put in, if they put a big hunk of cash where it's so prohibitive that you can't fire a guy for two years, let's say, right. Not just one, but you're in this purgatory for two years where the team is not good and you just can't afford to get out of it. That's a problem. If it's that, I don't even want that thinking at Purdue. Sure. I don't want that. Let, let me let me just point out what would be different right now. I don't think any of us think that Jeff Brom has inarguably peaked. I don't oh, think no. we think he has no. peaked. I think I think Jeff Franklin probably has taken Penn State as high as they're ever going to go under James right. Franklin. Sure, could right. something? Yeah, I mean, it could some yeah. breaks here and there. St- tough division, right? Like, okay. I think he's gotten them because he's gotten them up to what? Weren't they in the four or five? They were in the playoff discussion been, in the last couple of years. Have yeah, they been they in the playoffs uh, during the season? The playoffs, like, but they were just. But out. either way, either way, there is in the a discussion. No, 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 you're right. Yeah. There is. He's a like, I think between, we should be considered, right? Like, I mean, there is a difference between even getting to the playoff and like Georgia or like Alabama this year or like what Clemson was last year. Right, like, that's really tough to break through, and I don't think that yeah. frankly, I don't does think you that. should expect that. Nobody should expect that. But again, yeah. Has he taken them pretty much as far? Is he going to take them to the playoff? I kind of doubt it, right? So he's had them as a single-digit ranked team repeatedly, and they've lost every, practically every big yeah, every top time, 10 yeah. matchup they've had, yeah. even ones at home. Okay, yeah. so maybe you could so, – so I heard from someone who's a Penn State fan who said half the fan base is happy they, they did this extension, and half is not happy at all because that you're tying yourself to a guy that maybe he's, isn't going to make you any better yeah. than you've been. My point being, he – and Mel Tucker, the, it's way too early, right, but – it's is it is it feasible is it believable that he'll never have this hot of a start again that's very possible at michigan i think it is yeah right Right. i think i think it's feasible this that he peaked at his best start already already already, right yeah how much better can it be how much better could it be they were up to what third like in the playoff and they put him the difference between tucker and uh franklin's salary is it's twenty million dollars difference? So Tucker's looks like okay. You're putting you're putting yourself in a truly elite group where elite right. expectations come with that. The fan base will say like they have you know with Jeff Brom. Well, you're paying that much, so right? With with Franklin, he kind of yeah. said okay, okay. I believe I'm 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 in a, an elite class, but I'm not in the top five. I'm not in the top six, right? I think there's a big difference in that. I think that was kind of a smart move. You know how you've said? I believe you said you think. Um, I think you said you never think Purdue's going to win a Big Ten title ever again right. in football, or it's going to be very difficult to. Very difficult. Um, but why can't, let's say Jeff Brom is at Purdue another five years. Why can't Jeff Brom have a run like Mel Tucker had? Why, why is Purdue any different from Michigan State at this point? Why couldn't Purdue have a run, a start to a season that gets I mean, them at the first so, college football playoff ranking at four? Absolutely. We were talking we were Okay. We were talking about this last year, right? Which is, it's not Michigan State this year because I actually think that's kind of a, I don't know, that was that was weird. But it's what it's what Pat Fitzgerald did. If Pat Fitzgerald can get Northwestern as a top ten team, you know, like every three years, like that. that see, that's what I'm talking about. Where that is a a lower lift in the West. And it makes it possible, and it makes these jobs, I think, more attractive than the mid-tier and lower-tier jobs in the other division. That's why it's possible. That's why Brom can do this at Purdue. You know, because like we can kind of stumble through 
and have a good have a good couple you know like standout performances and a good you know like just a base of performances but frankly like have four or five games where Purdue really stumbled through and still have one of seven eight win seasons right again and that makes me thrilled because when I see Mel Tucker I don't care about the salary. I w- also, I would like me. I would like to make myself clear. It does not matter. It's not my money. Unless you're going to say, "Hey, Anish, we were going to give you the money. But now <laughs> we're giving it to Jeff Brom." I don't care about that. I think Jeff Brom is great at Purdue. And I don't I want, want them and to you know, and the you athletic are, department. That is my biggest fear. It, like, but we're if not you put taking... so much money in one coach's basket, and that that basket doesn't produce. So if you put it in football, and season tickets go through the floor, and then it hurts you with the other coaches it hurts you with painter it hurts you with That's, facilities that, that is I, an man that is an if and what happens on the way there and again right. if what happens on the way there is a couple shots of the big 10 west then it was worth it right and you know i mean look at ross say this year ross say yeah. this year during a year when and we're not even you know, there yet. Yep. until now it wasn't kind of consistently great ross say this year was constantly sold out or mm-hmm. constantly raucous, right? Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. four years of ed- just entire apathy, right? And so, yes, it is worth it. So I don't care about that. What I do care about is that what Mel, like similar to the Franklin thing, what Mel Tucker has done seems like, you know, he could do it again, but this seems fluky. Like it, it seems, seems kind of crazy the way it's that built, he did this. Right? And it, and it, yeah, exactly. And it may be to his skill, like, you know, it may be sure, much to sure. his credit. He may have run, you know, tight chip, whatever, but we don't know that yet. We haven't really seen much from him. We don't have kind of a signature style of his yet. It's only yeah. been, what, two years. But, and this kind of seems like the, like a confluence of events that have peaked into something like this, right? It seems, um, like, uh, um, by chance this Purdue season does not seem by chance it actually seems like you know we left them you know we could have um like up the margin of victory in a couple of these games and we could have had the Wisconsin or I mean um the Minnesota game Mm -hmm. you know Notre Dame could have been a little more competitive like could have been a couple more signature moments right Mm -hmm. but like I actually think that makes me feel great because if this is if this is the incidental season like Right. What? Ha- right. You know. Well, the, so the the real question is next year. Okay. So I think the offensive line will get better next year because but you lose you the have, two superstars that may have fueled you this. Absolutely. Far. So you lose. Well, you, you're going to lose. You're you're going to lose. Uh, is O'Connell coming back? We really don't know that yet, right? And he this can. that everybody asks that question. I think you should. Huh? I, That'd I be awesome. What else is it going to mean? It'd be great because you then you'd have a battle for. Well, you'd have Plummer, Alamo, and Allen. Plummer's going to transfer. Yeah, I think I, I think it'd be crazy if Plummer doesn't transfer. Yeah, or maybe he just doesn't want to play football anymore, a lot like Sindelar, because this is a really legit smart guy, too, that mm-hmm. maybe just says, yeah, I'm ready to go live my life. I mean, that's the thing. It, you just don't know. That's the same with O'Connell. you got to ask the question with these smart guys, these guys that don't say, yeah, I've always aspired to be whatever, you know, an NFL football player or, you know, whatever, or play. And, you know, maybe Plummer says, you know, I'd like to play in the Pac-10. I don't know. You just don't know what the other factors are. With O'Connell, I could see him saying, you know, I don't want to play football anymore. Or, you know what, I do want to go try to play in the NFL. I could see anything, and it's all on the table. And I don't think anybody who tries to guess this stuff, it always annoys me on Twitter. Because everybody's throwing in, you know, ideas. Oh, I think this is going to happen. Okay, good. I'm glad you think that. You don't know. You don't have anything. Unless you are 
best friends with him or his parents. Even then, you don't know. You don't know. We right. don't. Know. The best. The best part was when somebody asked Brom this, like, like you know, what the contri- contribution of the se- senior class was, and he was like, yeah. honestly, with COVID, I have no idea who our seniors are. I'm not sure. Right. Like. Right. We have a lot of older good players, but I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Like so if if Brom isn't paying attention to it, I the free I year. The yeah, free twenty twenty exactly. is so really it, it, runs, it, it makes everything. I mean it's everything. Like, well, every, go, let's go over just... into let's go over into basketball for a second, okay? It makes basketball odd too, because people ask the question, will Sash come back? I'm like, sure. Why wouldn't he? Right? Hunter, sure. Why not? I don't know. Maybe, maybe both of them have said, I can go play in Europe. Maybe I want to play in Europe. Maybe my girlfriend is going to be my wife and is ready to move off campus. That stuff like that, right? Where you're like, okay, I'm 23 years old or whatever, right? So those guys are getting older. You know, maybe they're just sick of being around college people. I can see that too. I mean, like all these things. Maybe Purdue, after they win their national title, they're like, yeah, I've accomplished enough. You know, we could demolish what? if what? Purdue wins the national happened? title. We could demolish everything. I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, I'm great, <laughs> guys. I, I have these weird thoughts. They're so good. They're, They're so, so good. good. They're so. I heard good. someone compare them to UNLV in 1990. And I was like, "Shut your damn mouth! You're too young. You don't know what you're talking about." Because UNLV was five deep that year, but that those five were pros, right? Yes. I think they had one guy who was on the edge in the NBA. That's not what Purdue is. That's not what Purdue is. But these line changes. College game, game is very different now. Very different. For what it is now, they are like that. They are in the, in the sense they're deeper. They're deeper than that. Yeah. Uh, Aren't they? Yeah. They're much deeper than that. I mean, they're much deeper than that. Who said you got to think like, like I'm trying to think of a comparison, maybe one of those Duke teams, but there's, that really doesn't work because they're like eight or nine deep when they're good. I, I've been and they have a bunch of like about. guys that are underdeveloped when they're getting in that eight or ninth. There's a guy that comes and just bombs and he goes back and sits back down because he can't do anything else. Here's a, this, so is like, ten, this is nine, ten men that can play basketball, that can score the basketball. And if someone starters. sags off you, you're going to be in trouble. Purdue legitimately has nine starters. You know how I yeah. know that? Because four of the people coming off the bench be like were starters for Purdue. <laughs> and so it's like like yes, Purdue has nine starters. Nine yeah, and Ethan Morton has really amazing. improved. So maybe Purdue has ten. I don't know. Um, you know, the I've been trying to think of a comp and I can't. I can't. And a couple in terms of like the team construction mm-hmm. and the just because it's so odd to have this much depth and this much bigs, like depth of bigs. Um I mean so we'll get to Caleb first and all of that. So, so but... there's, a, there's a comment over here. Hold on. This is an interesting one because I've heard this one too. And the fact that we're even having these conversations, it's not just us. It's people in the national media saying things like they're like that Kentucky team. Okay, that Kentucky team. I'll tell you why that comparison falls apart. They're not as deep. That Kentucky team was not as deep. But the top five or six were all lottery guys. I think yeah. they had five players picked in the top 12. Like mm-hmm. that is really stupid. And that's a force of nature that you're not going to overcome from another. You, you can't I match mean, up with those guys. To me, to me, the best Kentucky team, I mean, like it's not to me, this was the best Kentucky team. Anthony it was Davis that 38 and one, the Carl Anthony Towns team. The one that, lost to, the one that lost to Wisconsin. Yeah. They should have gone undefeated. Freaking I was so Kaminsky, mad when they man. didn't because they should. They I was were happy. Good I was enough. there. Oh, they! I don't care. I don't want Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. Those Kentucky fans, man, they were. They. I mean, yes. But that team, great. That team was so good. Yeah, they they were good. So fun. And they were. They. It was a done deal. It was them. Just. I don't know which championship it would have been. You know, they. They are people with with 
blazers on with the amount of national championships on it and they're like make it room for what literally they're taunting about the next championship is this year it's a month well, you here. remember how good they were they oh were they were amazing. great if I you were ever going to be cocky but they were the best they were the best college basketball team that i have seen like in terms of just talent and, and i mean that right there and that was bo, and, that was bo um bo ryan's bo crowning Ryan. achievement that whole yep. team right because that mm-hmm. was a real legit team it wasn't like bo ryan's still the there then yeah, yeah, that but was that was because yeah, he it. went to two Final Fours and then he bounced halfway through the season or whatever. Had one yeah. down year and bounced like three games yeah. into the season. That was Kaminsky and Decker. Yeah, um, yeah. And so that Kaminsky was the first. Decker, and who was that the was point actually guard. he was a little guy and he was awesome. Yeah, that was the first time that he actually had NBA talent, and all of a sudden, like it vaulted them to. Turns out, if you guys have ta- if you have talented guys, maybe you know you yeah. reign your system with yeah. good talent. My thing is a couple of years from now. We will remember this team regardless of what they do because they're going to be a special and fun team. And Mm -hmm. the superstar is Ivy. I mean, like Jaden Ivy might be a level of superstar that Purdue has not had at Purdue uh, at in basketball. Carson Edwards was kind of like this, but he's not. He wasn't. He didn't quite translate to the NBA because he's not big enough. Like Jaden Ivy is exactly. And the other thing is Caleb Swanigan. Caleb Swanigan is not what modern basketball was asking for, right? Jaden Ivey is exactly what every single team right. wants. Right. Every right. team needs a Jaden Ivey. And if and, they don't, they and, already have one. And they're talking mm-hmm. about Edie comparing him to like three different centers in the league that are like these the reason these centers work is because they're so big, right? And they can still move their feet, mm-hmm. right? So they can slide and swallow a guy up. Like, I'm, I'm like, that's a big so, deal. To me, handles it, comment real quick. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Devin, oh, that's, this one. I forgot about that. Devin that's Booker absurd. was awesome. He was the sixth Devin man. Booker was the sixth man on that Kentucky team. That's one of the things I remember. Because <laughs> Booker, like Booker was until recently <laughs> was trying to get Cat to come to Phoenix or the other way around. Um, and yeah, they are really good friends it was awesome that was such an awesome team um yeah that was i mean that team that's but so that's what that's what cal wants right he wants to get everybody there and say i'm gonna send you to the league i mean you're gonna gonna be in a fancy suit you're gonna be drafted you're gonna be you know that's a good first hour in in the last 15 years of the college basketball that was a great strategy you know what i mean like yeah yeah but because Kentucky fans the ones that i know they're like they're kind of fed up they're like yeah this isn't fun anymore we don't win championships. I, that's why it's fun being years. Purdue, man. That's why it's fun being Purdue. That's what I'm good, saying. Be Purdue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but what I'm saying is, it, like, it should be. This should be the Jaden Ivy year that we remember. Honestly, I am almost. I can project this. I will remember this as the Trevion Williams year. This Trevion. Year? Trevion is the mm. face of this team. Trevion is the reason why this team works. He, you know why? Because the last few years, he's humble. the last few years, the team has kind of missed a leader. And yep. in 2019, Purdue, like it since basically the super seniors all graduated in 2019, Purdue got over that because Carson Edwards was just the best guard, super you know, the best guard. non-John Morant guard in the country. Yep. Um, and, but you know, Carson wasn't, you know, that locker room guy, he was quiet. He did his work. He worked harder than anybody else in the locker room. He, you know, caught fire and that was it. That took the team, you know, to the elite eight. Trevion Williams is that leader that Purdue has been missing. He is that senior kind of person that everybody yeah. looks to, and he is perfectly fine coming off the bench. Yes. And you know yeah. why? Because when he comes off the bench, he is the best big man in the country. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like it, because the, the other big man that he's competing with is on the bench. Yeah, yeah. So when he's so he's so smooth, man. 
He's 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 not like watching him in, in person. You know how we've talked about this. Oh, like, right. When you watch a game in Trevion, well, all of them. But when you watch when you watch a game, you just notice different things, obviously, than when you're watching on TV. And Trevion just he's got a little. I, I refer to it as a dream shake. He's yeah. got this little like up and under dream. He's yeah. got like multiple moves that and he's always well, looking that's for the problem. That cross. Those guys, all like, the way North Carolina so, game. Like, he got that um, Garcia so bad to believe the left move was coming. Yes. He was way out there, and he's like, wide open. This is easy, right? He believed that shake to the left, and then he dropped into the it's, right. That was so, an awesome play. Awesome there, play. There's nothing – what's the word, right? When he was a freshman or something, it wouldn't Complete. have been as smoothly done. It would have been a little right. more clumsy. I mean, it would have been the, a, Now right. it's just so graceful. Fluid. 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 When I re- his move, his signature move that I will remember for from him is – posting up on the left block and throwing a pass over his shoulder yeah, yeah, to a wide awesome. open three-point shooter in the right corner. Yeah. I mean, like to me, like I, that was something that I didn't, yeah, that was something that I didn't even know that he had as a freshman. And he has constantly developed that in, into where it is such a go-to weapon. Now Purdue surrounded him with shooters or slashers. So basically you have, you always at all times, Purdue has the best center in the country on the floor at you know, in, in crunch time, Purdue has another player that puts, uh, you know, pu- puts pressure on the rim in Jade Ivey, who is looking to dunk everything. Yeah. And then you surround them by push shooters. the ball so deep into the defense. It's like, this is going to be tough. If you, unless you do what Villanova did, where you're like, okay, we're going to throw a blanket on this thing as long as we can, but it's going to mm-hmm. break eventually, right? Can we, can't we last if it, if it, when it breaks, right? Um, let me ask you guys both a question. So Trey does this thing right now when he's on the bench. Like he was cheering on Edie towards the end of the game. And he does this like deep waist bend and he's like like super hard clapping like he's like locked in. Where is he at that point? Is he like on the end of the bench? Because he's like in front of Painter? I really don't know because they keep focusing. I'm like this is becoming iconic. He does it all it. the time now. I love it. I love him I celebrating. He's like middle of the bench okay. when he does okay. that. I think awesome. he's you know you know what's awesome is that Edie can't complain about coming onto the bench, you know, late in the game. Yeah. Because he's being replaced by Trevion Williams, who is just as good as him and isn't starting. You know, right. if Brandon Newman has it going, Sasha's on the bench, but Sasha can't complain because he looks over and potentially the best center in the country is but sitting these guys, right. Right. I, but these guys That's, are not that type, right? They're not complaining. No, they're they, not, they, but they truly it, support I, each other. I think yeah. they could be but the Trevion is the is the guy okay. that makes that go. Is the guy that makes that entire unselfish thing go like that is so I mean like there is no player coming off the bench or giving up playing time better than Trevion Williams well, in the Let's country. think about something real quickly. This is a nice nice point, Anish. So the first game of the year, the first real game of the year, Trevion, that was the one he picked the theme. I'm not gonna shoot today. Was that like some sort of thing saying, okay, starting now, starting right now, I'm going to do what's best for the team. Everyone's going to follow. This is the way it's going to be. Today, I'm not shooting. I'm going to get young guys involved. I'm going to facilitate the hell I out mean, of this. Out of this speak, speaking of, Trey Kaufman is a four-star top, what, 75 player, like yeah. freshman? Yeah. Hit the player that he's coming in like with in his class is Caleb First, who is incredible he's not going to the bench like sorry like mason but again mason gillis can't be too mad coming off the bench because he sees trevion williams right there no trey kaufman sees caleb first 
knows that he's beaten him out for that position, sees Trevion Williams coming off the bench and says, fine, I'll be a part of it. I'll, I'll push you guys in practice and we'll go win a national championship. And then I'll come next year. I'll be the next, I'll be the best addition to the team next year. Again, like the reason that this team functions as well as it does with this many players. Like Painter has always seemed worried about this roster because of how deep it is. Cause you have to find playing time for everybody to keep everybody happy. But if Trey is happy, Trey is happy coming off the bench. Everybody right. else is because right. he's the guy, he's the leader of the team mm. and there's nobody better in the country coming off the bench than him. So how can anybody else complain? Like, that's why everything works. That's It's so cool to see. That being said, Jaden Ivey is everything I've ever wanted. Well, I let, mean, let like, me, let me ask you, he is exactly, and, and we, oh. we haven't, Michael, we haven't heard from him at all, really, about what Jaden's done this season. I hope he, you know, he he has a he basketball be coming up soon. Yeah. Um, because he's all, he always talks about guys in the NBA body, the long guy who's really, really skilled. Because he, like, didn't he? Basil like, Smotherman, baby. Smotherman, exactly. Um yeah, so this is this is like the best possible version of that. So let me ask you a question, Anisha. You're the guy who really I don't give a damn about the NBA. I just want these guys to do well in college. Like I, that's just because I'm like I don't like the NBA game. But do you see Trey as an NBA player right now? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, again, it, it could, but you know, very similar to very similar, uh, you know, faults that Swanigan had. But Swanigan had certain NBA, uh, you know, uh, like trans translatable skills. And like, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I see him as a great college player and a player that would have been awesome 15, 20 years ago. Well, like it, it's Trey's path to NBA success is a lot like Carson Edwards, right? Because he's a tweener. He's he's not the right build for the league. That sort of thing. He's got to find the right system. He's got to find the right, you know. But even then, him. like Carson's um marquee skill mm-hmm. is buck is is sharpshooting or catching fire from outside right. like being kind of a microwave scorer that is translatable um like i don't like trevion's like there are tons of passing big like really good passing big men 610 mm-hmm. is no longer kind of i mean you are getting to the point where these like these centers are like off the charts and can ball handle. I don't know. Right. I, I don't, I would right. love to be proven wrong. Um, yeah. But- I, I just don't know. I can't, I got to plead ignorance here, but I, I can think of guys that in my uneducated, uh, somewhat NBA paying attention brain. And I'm like, yeah, he's kind of like him or whatever, but I just can't, to me, it seems like it's going to, it's going to take him getting the right situation, which I think could happen because this attitude and I guarantee your paint's going to talk this up. Right. Maybe there's a coach like, yeah, I want that guy on my roster because he is he's gonna be awesome off the He will be making be really he will be making plenty of money playing basketball. Yeah. You know, right he'll on. be making a good living playing basketball. And whether that's in the NBA or whether that's elsewhere, that's right. kind of beside the point. Yeah. Um, you know, like Ivy is an NBA player. Edie yeah. is an NBA player. Most yeah. I mean, because of his size and his agility, Edie is an NBA player. I don't know about this year if he goes or next year, but yeah. like we'll see. Like yeah, John Young talks gone, about obviously. Noah Vonley, but I think Vonley is two, three inches taller, isn't he? Yeah, because I mean like Trey Vonley's is like an six, eight, six, nine, yeah. right? So yeah. um and Vonley's and Von, long and thin, yeah. and I think he's close to seven feet tall. So exactly. I mean, like it, there's no you're not throwing it down to the post, you know, in the NBA. It's screening, mm-hmm. you know. It, you know, it's setting up players, it's driving and kicking, it's being able to ball handle or having kind of, or being able to lock down, 
you know, wing players, like switching onto wings and locking them down. That being said, like he's an awesome college player and that's yeah. fun. And he'll right. be making money playing basketball and that's awesome. Yeah. So like, who, who, like what else, you know, what else matters? Caleb first, like when he hit that corner three, um, or was it, or wing three, I was like, no, it was a corner three. It, well, I think mm-hmm. it was from Williams. Um, yeah. like it, I didn't know he had that. Um, or maybe it was one of the ones where Ivy decided he was going to take over the game and, you know, <laughs> kick it out to him. I mean, when Ivy decides, by the way, when Mercy. Ivy decides it's, it's that so the game awesome. is his, <laughs> oh my gosh. And he only <laughs> like, has to do it for like three minutes. You notice that every time he does it, it's just this burst. And then everybody's like, okay, we're all coming with him. And that's that <laughs> idea. That's that idea in the NCAA tournament where you're like, okay, throw, throw everybody on your back. You've got a superstar, and he's just going to take you over the hump every single time. Mm. Things get difficult, right? Um, man, he's he's dynamic. That's that's just that's the thing I just keep and, coming back to is is his amount of things he can do. The fact that he's looking to pass so much to me that is that's mm-hmm. the big difference maker, that's right? Special. His ability to finish at the, at the rim it is that is very special for him. He's making everybody better. That's that's it, right? It's one thing to have a guy that's like a really good scorer. Somebody mentioned Glenn Robinson over here. They said, is he the next Glenn Robinson? I think uh, uh, Sego said this. Um, no, he's not. Because Glenn Robinson really didn't make everybody better. He was just like – he was a, a I mean, bright white Scott, son. He was so the good next, and so the next much Glenn Robinson was The next Glenn Robinson, you know, we've had two of them, which not really, but like we have – in college basketball, and it was Biggie, and it was Carson, right? Those kind of supernovas that but can, can just you, when watching of... Glenn Robinson because I was in college watching him. Big dog is was... different. Yeah, it's a different. That's a different, <laughs> different dude. I mean, like he could do anything. He was so big and strong. He was just so much better than everybody else. Like he just was. Like, I mean, but was, but it, it, it is was nine like... out of ten games. Nobody could guard him any place, any position on the court. Wherever he wanted to kill you, what he could go into the into the into the lane. He could post you up. He could he could hit he could hit shots he could drive he would kill you on the glass when he felt dunk like trying you. huh dunk over you I mean name it pick your poison he was just he's that type of guy and I, I mean think- I, that's just like Carson but again like what you're saying is like Carson and and Big Dog like one game took over games but it's not like they set up the rest of the team it's not like they made the rest of the team better and that's not a knock on them that just wasn't their game like yeah. Ivy is. He's first of all, like willing a willing passer, even when he's in takeover mode, and he's surrounded by a level of talent that I don't think any superstar is surrounded by in the country right now, right, at least. Right. Um, and so that's, I mean, it's like it's a perfect match. I mean, Newman and Sasha, sharpshooters. Thompson is shooting well. Ethan Thompson. Morgan. No, let's 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 not undercut Thompson oh. because here's the thing. I've I've kind of discounted him. I've like he's PJ's brother. Like that's all I've thought about him. Like now he's starting to get his own identity. His identity is that he he makes big shots, he makes big plays, he's rock solid, he quietly just hums along, he doesn't turn the ball over. He's he's man, he's solid. Like I mean, that part is PJ. That's the Thompson part of it. They don't they don't turn the ball over, man. They're smart, they don't turn the ball over. Yeah, that's awesome. Um Uh, and and did you guys hear that the 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 bucket is officially uh, a sellout? Did you hear that? Yes. Mm So that's a, that's a lot deal. of sellouts. That's a lot of football sellouts. And, that is, and it's I love it because it's it's too. we've talked about this before. All Purdue football fans need is a reason. Just a, just a little just a what? little bit of yeah, just a little bit of just, just give a lips. glimmer and they will come out and support you so well. They wanted to a couple of years ago. 
Um, that last time, that 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 triple overtime loss against Wisconsin, they were there. They wanted it so badly. They showed up this year for Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, I, I by the way, this is a quick look. Quick aside. I, somebody in the margins asked about next year's schedule, and I find this. There's another. Yeah. You know how there's it was weird anomalies with with Big Ten schedules. So yep. Purdue has Wisconsin at home again next year. Oh my gosh! Really? Is, and is at Nebraska again next year. So Weird. is this is so next year is the the year that we thought they're going to get over the hump finally. They're going to win. There's your ten wins. Jay. There's your ten wins. Jay. That's people exactly what I was man. thinking. Many people are saying, especially are saying, many are saying. You want to hear it real quick? This is fun. All Let's right, do it. Let's do it. Labor Day weekend, open at home against Penn State. What? Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Penn State at home, but I'm I'm fine. That's okay. I'm fine that's with okay. that. Shoot, Next I'm week, probably going to end home, up driving back for that, aren't I? F- home against Indiana State. Dumb. September 17th at Syracuse. 2-1. Home yeah. against Florida Atlantic. kind of like this start. Oh, yeah. yeah. October 1st at Maryland. October 8th, home oh. against Iowa. October 15th at Minnesota. October 22nd, home against Wisconsin. November 5th at Illinois. November 12th at Nebraska. November 19th, home Northwestern. November 26th at Indiana. So I see... 12. What's feasible? 12. I see two losses there. 12. 12. 12 and no. I see 10 and 2. You know what? I will sacrifice the Wisconsin game right now for a 10 yeah, win just, season. I will yeah. lose to no, Penn State. No, I think the Wisconsin, Wisconsin is the thing that's like, that's the one that like makes that's you feel part. like the cha- that's the one that national media finally notices game and day. everybody's on the train, Jay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. And Jay starts feeling it. We're going to get it. That's it. That's it'll it. be in the glow. It'll be in the glow of Purdue winning a national hanging a banner. So that'll be fine. Oh my! Oh man! What are you oh. doing to me? <laughs> that is a kind of a yeah. The basketball team, sure. I mean, I'm joking over. about it, but in my heart, it's like, oh my god! I'm like I didn't. I actually, I legitimately didn't believe it in the preseason. I was like, Purdue's going to be fun, but like UCLA and Gonzaga are like so good. Like here's the thing: and if you're not going to need to deal with either of them till with, very late. And they'll I'm knock each other out, and they'll be yeah. upsetting each other. It'll you know be what fun. Ryan's dream scenario for Purdue title is is beating Gonzaga in the Final Four, beating Michigan State wants, somewhere along the way. Beating Duke Gonzaga. Duke and Gonzaga just for good Duke. measure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> knocking K out of his last exactly. tournament. That's what I said. I said oh, this to my son. Nice. I said, "That's all I wish for is is Coach Shashevsky's last game is at the cold." Mean, strong hand of Matthew Meaty, Meaty Matt Painter. <laughs> oh, that'd be great! At the barbecue soaked hand. Of, oh, yes. I thought, <laughs> as 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 black gumbo polish drips off of Coach K's naturally head all hair. over Painter's barbecue hand. Oh, <laughs> barbecue. So sad. Edward so sad. barbecue hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's the scenario. Beat Duke. Oh. Beat Gonzaga. Oh my gosh. Um, do we have anything on Twitter to uh yeah, to we address? Do. We're over an hour, but Handel Jones, first off, he he uh I asked people about you know anything they're thankful for, and he said, Thankful for Dowd and Nisha and JL. Uh, you guys good. are a source of laughter and snark that I've come to rely on weekly during the long, gray, depressing winter months. That's very nice. Weekly? Very like nice. we have, like we are that regular. <laughs> well, maybe he listens That's to it, it weekly. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, he asks. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Let me interrupt. you got to see yes. that, that that comment that Ultimate Boiler just put up. It's making me laugh. 
I can't say it. Top one. Top one. Painter has a mouth full of smoked brisket spitting out a good game. (laughs) I just see just barbecue imagery is is getting me right now. By the way, Kyle Sego says a few comments down going back to beating Wisconsin for a 10 minutes. He says the road to the ship. Wait, it went away. Hold on. The the ship goes through Paul Chris blank face. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. That's oh my good. goodness. Meaty yeah. Matthew Cutlet Curtis Painter Handel Jones says, Oh gosh. All right. I gotta stop reading it. Okay. Oh, um uh, uh let's see here. What did he ask here? Um oh he has a very pertinent question, actually. Handel Jones says, Do you think Edie and Trey will be able to successfully um will will be able to be successful on perimeter pick and roll defense? Nova exploited that to death, which led to multiple corner threes. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Nova had so many open looks in the corner. I mean, it, it take this is do not underestimate how good Villanova yeah. is. Like, how well coached they are, yeah. Like yeah. maybe you maybe Gonzaga will be able to do that because they're well coached, they're old, they're disciplined. But like there aren't many teams that are gonna be able to attack Purdue as disciplined and as consistently as um you know as as Villanova did. Um not to say they won't lose and all of this. I'm sure that in you know a team controlling the pace. I mean, Dowd was saying this during the game, like we were playing at Villanova's pace, like Purdue was yeah. playing at Villanova's yeah, pace. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you control the pace of the game, you you have these sharpshooters that can, you know, exploit, you have willing passers, you have you have players willing to almost like an NBA style, like call for the screen, get the right matchup and find the right passing lane just over and over and over again. I don't think we're going to face anybody that is better than Villanova. Um, so I don't think it gets worse than that. Look that around, it was a problem team better than them in the big 10. I mean, but, but you know, what was awesome. We saw what happens. If that happens, what happens is you take both of those centers off and all of a sudden Caleb first can hold his own for like four minutes. Yeah. Like just mm-hmm. to stem the tide, we had what maybe four, maybe an extended, maybe to six minutes. There was Caleb first as the center in the lineup. Yeah. I think it yeah. was in the first half. Ending the first because half. Because of foul, yeah. because yeah. of foul trouble. Yeah. And he was great. He's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. And- here's the funny thing about first right now. So I had an observation, Jay, maybe in person you saw this. So when I saw Trey dunk, okay, he'll, he's a rim shaker, right? When I see Edie drunk dunk, it's like, it's, He's he's moving that thing. And, right? and then yeah. so I think first is a pretty big strong guy. And then he'd dunk and think would go, it just wouldn't yeah. move at all. And I'm like, they're so many yet. He's they are so yet. like yeah. Zach Eadie. Zach Eadie makes yeah. Trevion look normal. Yes. And Tre- right. like I was trying to explain to people who don't watch Purdue regularly that Trevion Williams is a large individual, is among yes. the largest individuals you will ever see in your life. Yeah. And Zach Eady just makes him look, just dwarfs him. Yeah. Edie's what? A sophomore? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. No, but I'm saying no, 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 but I'm saying you're still growing as a young man when you're mm-hmm. like 19. Like that's why he, he's clearly bigger than when he came to camp. Oh, they said mm-hmm. he grew like three or four inches last he's year. He's like seven so. four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. At one point in the summer, they were saying he's seven six. And I don't know what happened to that that because uh, they said during he the could international be. play. Yeah, Nothing would big. surprise. Do ruler? Do they even make rulers that big? Who knows? I don't know. They're guessing. It's just I can't see past three. It's just I know. It's just like Over you know, you're feet. measuring. Yeah, yeah. Man. Um. Okay. A couple other. Let's bang a few more out here. So this is a good one. Doc Wattis, our one of our longtime old pal, old pal. friend. He asks. I think it's a great question. He says, "What day will men's basketball suffer their first loss?" 
Good question. So I'm looking at the schedule. Let me want me to bang through them unless you have them in front of you. Just, just, no, I've got, I've got the, no, I've got the, I've got a um a uh, answer? quick answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I got one. Uh, October thirty first, twenty twenty two. Jackass. <laughs> They're running through. I'm gonna They're say January eleventh at Michigan. If they yeah. have yeah. now, I'm not saying they won't lose before then because they very well could. Um, in fact, I think they probably will. It's hard to imagine them going six more so weeks without if, losing. If that is, if, but, the, if it's if the Michigan game is the over under, I think they come into the Michigan game with one loss. Okay, I think so too. I mean, you look at the schedule. Their ro- let's let's just talk about their road games. Let's assume they'll win their home games, right? Yeah. At Rutgers, well, Rutgers okay, but they should win yeah. that. At Penn oh, they State, owe, they owe Rutgers some stuff too. By the way, oh yeah, they owe, oh man, I, I want all that. So between now and that game. At Rutgers and at Penn State. That's it, my friends. That's the list. That's mm-hmm. the road games. Now they got yeah. some neutral the neutral sneaky site. one. The sneaky one right now is Florida State to me. That, Just because they're really, yeah, yeah, they're long. They're long. They're always every year they always big guys. So yeah, uh, Butler at the crossroads. I mean, like again, it like just yeah. weird stuff. It's it, one changed, of those things. Not Butler. Not Butler. I don't. Yeah, the, this Butler team this isn't, isn't Butler. great. But it's yeah. just like it, you know, an Iowa like oh, hell, but Iowa's at home. Like that's the thing. That's it's so saying. it's so silver, hard man. to. Oh, Mackey is gonna be just. It's gonna be <laughs> nuclear from here out. There was. A, a, I don't know why. Pity those teams. My YouTube recommendations. It popped up like it was like a Purdue clip of Vern Lundquist. Just like it was like Vern Lundquist goes silent after as you know the crowd roars. And I saw the Purdue logo and I was like, Well, I suppose I'm clicking this. Um, I suppose the algorithm knows me. And it right. was the Etuan Moore game that I was, yes, at. I had the same and thing pop on mine this week. <laughs> I think it's all Purdue fans are having yeah. this in their psyche. And uh, it's just when and I was there. When yeah. Mackey yeah, is loud and Vern yeah. is like a good announcer that goes to all of these venues and yeah. he even seemed like taken aback right. by and that was kind of one of the best like of the baby boilers era. Like that may have been it was the that, that's, you're Mackie talking about got. that clip where where Moore is like quadruple pumping, right? Yeah. And he, yeah. That that shot makes no sense. And like I, I watched that again, I'm like it's in super low res, oh, right? The same yeah, file you of course. And um, it's the old Purdue logo. I love it. I love yeah. that old stupid Purdue logo. That right. old, like, non-symmetrical, terrible Purdue logo. I yep. love it so much. Yep. yep. Uh, um, that, yeah, that, that Mackie was crazy. When Mackie gets going, it's yeah. just incredible. I will probably end up coming back. The amount of money and time I will be spending this year going to Purdue games is, is ludicrous. Absolutely well, ludicrous. I'm, I'm going to bring put something out there. Jay and I talked about this years ago. Um, I'm going to bring it back, put it back on the table, because Jay told me I'm glad I didn't make that deal years ago. Jay and I both have one tattoo. Um, Anish, you have no, no ink. I don't. Okay, so I will Purdue... get your if Purdue wins a national title, I'll get your faces tattooed on each of my chests. Each <laughs> of your chests. Wow. In the Both bosoms. Of the bosom. The bosoms. You'll okay, be in you my just threw down. Forever. You just threw down a. Uh, woo. That's re- yeah. This is recorded. Yeah, it is recorded. Uh, so I was going to say, if Purdue gets the Final Four, uh, I'll, I'll put that motion P with the year. That's going to be someplace on my body. Um, I, I, you guys might have to find I'll get, it. I'll, Do get we get a tattoo. I'll get a tattoo. Sure. Yeah. As can I watch? Oh, well, I'm not going to let you guys pick and watch. That's the thing. That's, that's oh, that. come on. You guys have just been waiting for that moment to see. Come parts on. Just, <laughs> yeah, just. But I think, I think we should, I think let's think about this. These things you, you put down something. That's a pretty big gauntlet. And I understand why you put that gauntlet down there. Cause you just think this is, 
that happened. But the final four thing I think is to me, that's enough. This, I, I am 46 years old. I was five when Purdue went to the final four last time, putting ink on me to, I have my family and my faith and my country in one tattoo, very small. Uh, it's on the inside of my arm. So you can't see it, but the, um, this one I might put on the outside of my shoulder. Might put it maybe something like that. I Look don't at know. that. I don't Look know. at that. Yeah, no, I am like, I'm kind of kidding because it's like, you know, can Purdue like, I think like, I'm fine with predicting Purdue like running the gauntlet again. I can't wait to just be stabbed in the side again. Just hurt. I can't wait to be I'm hurt ready again. to be hurt again. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm absolutely. Jay, ready. are you ready to be hurt? That's a real question. Because this oh, guy, so Anish, Anish and I, we we're we're in. It's clear. Uh, are you guarded at all right now, Jay? Oh, he's still guarded. Person. He's still. It's it's like it's like an, an adoption. It's like an adopted dog who's like comfortable in the house, but yeah. still is like flinches when look, you go to pet. Maybe not. Look, I'm Emma. Who's who's spending idiotic amounts of money to follow this basketball team around? Still, still money's no object we, for you. The money tree takes care of those. I wouldn't do it if I was completely broken. I've been broken a long time. I'd say it just took the legs out of me, under me, out from under me that day. I don't know what the expression I should use is. It was just knocked. The you, were you, it. Took it. you were deflated. You were deflated. I said that was it. I'd say That's I'd say it. it was more than just getting the wind knocked out. That it's, was knee. That was kneecapped. You were. And it's almost up. like the 2020 season. We're kind of glad it like just kind of went. It just like it's it was fine. the palate cleanser. It was right. just right. like we please. It's we're still hurting. It's yeah, still right, it's yeah. still too much. Yeah. Right. So we no. lost. We lost the 20 turn. Right. We lost the 20 tournament, 19. and then we got the 21 tournament, which was UCLA's weird ass out of nowhere. Mick Cronin mm-hmm. is right. suddenly a great coach. Mm-hmm. Why can't Purdue have that? Cats Purdue and dogs, that. man. Mick Cronin from Cincinnati. Freaking Cronin, too. like their fifth choice for the job, yeah. too. Remember that? They yeah. ended up giving it to him because nobody else would take it. Yeah, and all I mean, of a sudden he's good. On the one hand, good for him. On the other hand, I thought was thought he was kind of a jackass. So. Yeah. Yeah, not a big fan of McCrone. No, not but... really. I always liked him because he was the balance to Xavier, and I hated Xavier. I, I just didn't like anything. Since he's not likable either, man. No, I didn't. No, know. I know, I know. But that one fight, mm-hmm. remember the one fight, zip him up. That one, Cronin, I think, was on the sideline then. Yeah, uh, that was enough. I'm like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm on his side. I'm with the short guy. Mm. <laughs> I'm with the short bald guy. The short yeah, bald like guy. Him. That's that's he's. I like the cutting. I, I feel a kinship <laughs> with that guy. Talk about an upgrade. That dude had went from living in Cincinnati, Ohio, to L.A. Hey, to being hey. the head coach of UCLA hey. again, and being. I have a. I have an idiot cousin. I love him very much. Everyone does. This young child is looking at like he lives in San Diego. If we're being honest, the perfect city. Pretty if perfect. like you're a child and money is no object to you, like you know you don't have to pay bills. Your parents are taking care of that. Like San Diego pretty much the most perfect city in like in the country he is thinking about going to like he wants to go live in new york and go to nyu for undergrad and i'm like you fool ucla exactly. is right there exactly there what are you doing he's already done that and when you're young you don't think about those things i know because i'm speaking from experience when i was going to college you could, you i was like far away from home and you chose purdue right but what, but it never occurred to me yeah. That I could go somewhere warm, and I know I could have, but it didn't. I got into. I told South you, Carolina. my college roommate chose Purdue over Florida State. He was coming from Maine. I didn't even look at those. Yeah, well, but see, again, 
Maine isn't New Jersey, but but it's still like we're still used to winter being Maine cold, so dark and, cold. and it snows, and you're yeah. like, okay, so it does that in Indiana too. That's what winter does. Then you live somewhere like Texas or Florida or L.A., and you're like, wait a minute, it's sunny all the time, and everyone's nice and happy and beautiful, and there's parties, and we're outside, and everyone like, and I can get an education, arguably, right, right, kind of like. Yeah, kind of. As much as I did. I mean, how much does he, you know, it's a good school. People always, oh, but it's a good school. Right. But if you don't go to class, <laughs> you know, it's not like walking around the campus. It, it's not like that's what makes you smart. Oh, that's great. I mean, I think uh, Caleb, Caleb asked a question from a while ago, and this is a good yeah. chance for me to Sorry, plug something that I wrote. On, on, I know uh, this is a good chance for me to oh, yes. plug something I wrote in 2018. Oh, you wrote something for Boiled Sports? I know. Oh, yeah, this is in 2018. Yeah. This is back in my day. Yeah. Um, that like is Purdue the best team never ranks, you know, number one. Um, and, uh, the answer was probably not like they were probably one of the best teams, but historically, I think like Maryland is probably the best team that's not been ranked number one one and they won a national title. Exactly. And that's kind of it. And they've been, it's, and it wasn't a fluke back then. And they like in the ACC days, they were really good. Oh, they were Um, really good. But like Purdue was up there. Like in yes. um, like one of the best teams. And you said Notre Dame was right there too, if I remember correctly. Notre right? Dame, BYU, like yeah. there are um yeah, uh, Purdue, Maryland. Utah. I would say I would say the national perception, uh save Maryland. I would say the national perception is that Purdue is a damn good basketball program. Oh, and to never be number one and to never win a national wild. championship in, I mean, uh, the, in other the tournament ones- era. It, like the the ones that kind of are on this list okay. are here. Um, yeah, basically like the four that kind of stand out if you look at their historical thing is BYU, Utah, Maryland, and Purdue. And like right now, like Purdue is like by far the best program, right? Yeah. So it's like, I yeah. I mean, it it is kind of wild that Purdue's never been number one. I think that changes this year. But uh, yeah. I, I don't, I think and, it, and that's fun. Change. That's fun in all of this. I kind of want a Final Four, and I kind of want a banner. You know what, though? So this is what I keep saying because people on Twitter, there's a there's a, a three man argument today on Twitter about the number one. Because I said, okay, I want to see, I want to see uh, UCLA. No, I want to see uh, Gonzaga win tonight, beat UCLA, and then I want to see Gonzaga lose to Duke on Saturday. Pretty simple equation, and then Purdue's number one. It's that, and Purdue holds mm-hmm. holds serve. Um, and beats the teams they're supposed to. Very, very easy, right? So, and then people were like, I, I want, I'd rather I'm going to the Final Four. I'm like, that wasn't a choice. I didn't say it, that it it's was this both ends. Yeah. And if they get to number one, I would say you are on, again, we're on a train. We're on a snowball where it feels like, okay, this is going, this is, they're one of the favorites now. So get used to what Zach Eady said. Just get used to the fact this isn't number 23 Purdue. And this is a Zach Eady quote. Um, he said, we're not number 20, 23 Purdue. We're one of the best teams in the nation. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. And they're playing with a confidence. They know no hurt. None right. of them have been. None of them have, have these decades uh, of baggage. Texas hurts. I mean, like, good. That's the kind right. of good hurt. And you I know think, what I mean? I think, I think that leader, Travion Williams, you were talking about. Did you watch the end when they, when it hit triple zero? Jay, you may have seen it in person. Mm-hmm. Trey goes over to Eric Hunter, puts one arm around him, and yells something in his ear. And I Eric think he Hunter. yelled. I didn't even mention Eric Hunter. Right. We're not even talking about him. And he's – yeah, and I hope he's other coaches starter. don't think about him. He's great. He's great. Whatever. <laughs> so he yells something in the ear, and I think he said, we're going to win this whole effing thing this year. 
I think he said, this is the first tournament we win, we win this year. I think it was something along those lines. Those guys want this bad. And those and those and this senior class, man, I believe in these guys. And then I believe in the talent behind them. What a, what a nice time to be alive. And Matt Painter. Oh, oh, that's the guy. So that's I, he was getting some casino crab legs this week, I bet. <laughs> dipping them in some butter. Mm. <laughs> he was going across to the... You guys, the, you guys have a beef house here? <laughs> Could you point me to the nearest beef house? <laughs> uh, man, uh, any more any more Twitter questions, Jay? Oh, you stepped mean, all over them. I have. No, no we, we have. did. It's we, really oh. Anish and I. Mainly me. I apologize. Uh, Chris Harder says, "I'm thankful for beating Scott Frost, beating Kirk Ferentz, IU being 0 and 8 in the Big Ten, and Purdue basketballing being scary good. Oh. This is the most handsome of hours one could want. So everyone's uh, in a loving." And group. I gotta. I, I got to tell you, there's a gift from Chris Harder. I, he literally sent all three of us a gift, and I, I mailed I mailed it to, to you? both you today. I'm not going to say. Oh, it. He sent them to me, and I mailed your both yours today. So you're not going to tell us. I'm not going to tell you. That's fine. So pretty awesome. Um, God bless Matthew Matthew Melick, uh, who goes by Boiler Boy Eleven, asks regarding football. He says, "Who's the MVP of this year's team? Karloftis, Bell, or AOC, or other?" And I, I don't see how it could be anyone but David Bell because he makes. He makes Milton Wright. Made no I, I mean, like, yeah. Oh, I, you can make an argument your, for O'Connell. For because sure. when it, your, here's why. And this is, I don't know if you guys know this. It's on tapes. It's on wordy <laughs> words. I said it over and over that it wasn't his job. And I've, right. I've, I've eaten my crow, so I'm not going to eat anymore. If you, unless you, I don't care. Shit, I was wrong. Okay. When O'Connell hit his stride, though, that's the, that's the fulcrum point of the season, right? Yep. Boom, I'll, 399, I'll 420, 549 yards, whatever, 546 <laughs> yards. Give me a break. Those are those are eye-popping. You know, I uh, will I will be the guy that keeps saying foundation. The team's foundation does yeah. not go as far as it is without George Karloftis. Yep. And so you know what's funny is that you can argue all three of these things. God, this team's George. foundation is that defense. That defense does not run defense, without George Karloftis. And this team is not as good this year without that defense. No, not, even, not even close. Be- I think he's yeah. the you know David Bell has had the best season. I mean David Bell is going to win the best receiver in the country award. Yeah, whatever the Blitnikoff. It's a um, shame that Olave isn't invited to that. I mean party. that's wild, right? It's Neither ridiculous. one of the Ohio State yeah. receivers. Got They're it. all good. I mean they They're are good. incredible. Yeah. Um, but um, that's so, the like, thing. So, we can all, here's the thing that I that pisses me off about. But those the are the three. Era. I mean, like, yeah. But like you have people, Ohio State fans. They they see the finalists for Blitnikoff award and then they say none of these guys could start Ohio State. Well, hey dumbass. But Bell want Meyer wanted Bell really, really, yeah. really bad, and then he had two other coaches come after him because they thought he would start and he'd be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. So don't bring that stuff. I can say this with because it's like maybe completely confident in my manhood. I can say those Ohio State receivers are damn good. Guess what? David Bell is one of the best receivers in America. Yeah, there's, there's just you and has had the best know. season. Like exactly. he's the combination of like best receiver and had the best season he's leading year, the right? big 10 in yardage and he didn't play in a big 10 game he was out of game that yeah. that that's a lot that's I mean, a huge so stat to me like to me i i would say if i had to pick one of those three it's george but i think like all of us it's funny that all of us pick different people and all of us are i think are right like all three of these players have had such good years yeah. it's sad that we're losing you know two of them um, and it'll be that they'll be rough. I think it'll be tougher to replace what George has done. Um, but that being said, like, you know, uh, and I he hope come back too. I hope AOC comes back. Yeah. George can come back. I think all of them can Talking come Bell. back. Win the yeah. big 10. Mm-hmm. 
Whatever. No, Bell needs to go you know, like, fulfill yeah, his destiny yeah, and go yeah. to Arizona or Indianapolis. Oh my gosh, yeah. Arizona! He's got to go to Indy. He's got to go to Indy because be they, they they keep talking about, and I believe it. The Colts are such big character, uh, such a big character organization well, hey, right now. Colts can go just get draft George in it, and 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 sure, Giants are cruising think towards another good draft pick. So you never yeah. know. Well, I think George. Is I think George is hey, going to be gone you, in the first round. I think Bell's going to be gone early in the second round. I think like, Colts are going to miss both of them. Um, you sent Jay Money. You sent a tweet that was mind blowing to me. I sent it who, to Anish today. Yes. Who are the four assistant coaches on the Giants? On your New York Jay- football Giants, well, Jason Garrett, that's the, the best OC, thing. was fired today. Yes, but he yeah. was the OC. Um, another assistant coach was Freddie Kitchens. Another assistant coach is Derek Dooley, formerly of Tennessee, and another one. Another one, you're going to love this, was Jeremy Pruitt, who's currently suing Tennessee. Former, Yeah, they have Dooley and Pruitt on staff. Two former Tennessee coaches and another head coach from the NFC. Two! Yeah, well, Kitchen was the head coach, and too. And I guess he was like another. He was Cleveland's yeah. coach for a year. Yeah. A year. Wild. It wasn't like it was an interim. He was the head coach. What is this? What is the NFL coaching carousel? It's just the same guys. It's Who's just making the, the decision. Who's the GM? What type of moron is running that place? Gettleman. Yes, Gettleman, who used oh to be the gosh. Carolina GM. I have. He was yeah, bad I, then. He's been. I bad have a large. I am married to a very loud Carolina fan, and yes, she and to very glad that David that. Gettleman does not. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, sure. So uh, you know, let's not curse our, any of our beloved Boilers. No, to your no, Giants. I shouldn't come to this. Not until this franchise <laughs> folds, turns it upside down, and shakes <laughs> everything out, out of it. Exactly. Starts over. Yeah, yeah, idiots. Stop hiring people who. Oh, this guy. This guy was a waiter for Bill Belichick once, so we should hire him as our coach. Judge Joe remember. Brown. Yeah. Joe yeah. Judge spent a year as like a some sort of like analyst for Saban and a year as a special teams coach for Belichick. And they hired him as a head coach. Goodness. Yeah, Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> judge Joe Brown. <laughs> judge Joe Brown. All right. Is it's Judge Joe Brown really a judge? That's a yes. really important question. Yeah, they're, like, they're all really judges, which really? gives you judge just Judy's supreme really confidence. a judge? Yeah. I thought, I thought supreme they were like, confidence. I thought it was like an American agreement, a TV system. thing. They say, this is not it binding. It is. But they're all, they're all, yeah, they're all real. They're humans. They are. They are not animatronics. They are real human beings. Ah, oh, we've been on this for an hour and a half. Well, this that is good. Fun. This has been good. It's been cleansing. I, uh, I feel good. I, uh, I feel like I'm ready to face all the, the tough things that are ahead I of hope. me in the form of yams and turkeys and oh, keep rolls. And, I picked uh, up the cheesecake, bourbons. by the way. Oh, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. I will be going to Indiana and buying bourbon at Indiana prices. Oh my goodness, yes. There's uh, there's one I want to try. I gotta go. I gotta go see if I can get it for the family. So um, we'll see. We'll see if I can make the dream come true. Because like I, I don't know if you guys, you get your eye on one and you're like, well, we're, we're Indianapolis. Stuff just isn't there when you go. Like it's it's so bad. Like right. I don't know what the Indianapolis distribution with bourbon is. It's so bad and. Um, Supply chain. Uh, Supply it's microchips. Chain. That's right. Microchips. It's the micro. Shortage. It's the chip, chip shortage. Chip. <laughs> they keep bringing it back in. Chip shortage every time. So it has been a pleasure, though. I appreciate. Uh, you I hope guys. many of you listen to this on your drive. I hope you travel safe. Yep. In your. Uh, I hope you're in your ear holes. So there were so many people. It's so strange every time anybody like what I saw. Um, uh, homeboy from Nebraska 
Greg um, McManus. Greg McManus. I saw like I saw a whole bunch of people. Um, it was uh, very nice. It was very wonderful. So, it, so Greg, we, it's so been, weird, but yeah, it's you, very nice. So that's really cool. Uh, what was that? Was it that? Was that an awkward hand hug, handshake hug? What what happened there? What that meeting? I was uh, walking down uh, the steps, and we were walking down at the same time. Uh-huh. And he started uh, smack talking Nebraska, and I looked at him, and I recognized him from his <laughs> avatar, and I was like, I know you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's now somebody who's using an adver- avatar that's like fifteen years old. Like a realtor does. I mean, like you know, I know <laughs> he listen. Does. He's it could be fifteen years old, but he's got a great face. That's what I'm saying. Wow, wow, that's a. Uh, and I was coherent enough to remember it. I, I started ripping Nebraska, and you were like, "You're my person." <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> I love but there that are many Anish people that did. is recognized at every event as a boiled sports person. Every event, why. he's like a celebrity. I've made this comment before. People are like, "Oh yeah, I know you. You're a niche, though, right?" Okay, he's brown. I get yeah, it. He's neat. different. Look at me. I'm so... pasty. Isn't that worse? Yeah. People, hey, so I don't special? know. I think more people might recognize Dow just because of the voice. Uh, <laughs> just it's, of the... Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I think I sound completely like everybody else, but <laughs> I guess it's not true. Um, yeah, one of my son's friends was over uh, to watch the game on Saturday, and he said, "Dude, my dad watches the watches the Quickcast." I'm like, "That's awesome. That's great to hear." Um, and I'm like, "How about you?" He's like, "Nope." <laughs> we don't reach that demographic nope. loser <laughs> right exactly you suck old man Find me some he's a very polite young man that's wrong for me to say yeah. he's a nice kid we actually missed the fake onside kick because we went to get chicken sandwiches so oh, literally the best reason. yeah so we get in the car and purdue is like right about to I score we're like wait again. what huh? what the what did we miss? Oh, that was the, the greatest. Turf. The grass is so perfect for football. It's fine. That's right. It was great. There was one play. I can't remember what it was where uh, somebody cut and there was like this mm-hmm. skid mark behind them. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Well, like O'Connell, it was... O'Connell slipped rolling out. Remember that one? He went to yeah. plant. Yeah. And he and slip, his other leg like folded under him, and I was like, "Ah!" Like I only saw that on the replay. You couldn't really right. tell Live how it bad didn't look the, that bad in like in person. The turf only looked bad when it was the when it was the kick, the fake onside kick. I um, think the onside kick, like where the ball is being kicked off from. If I looked at, I believe it was about where they put the fake grass over the dirt. infield dirt. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Which, well, that so that infield was the problem. That grass was the worst grass on the field all yeah, day. Yeah, because it's not it's not, it's not actually sodded exactly. down. It's just well, laying it's just there, sitting on the top. Exactly. It's crazy. It's just I, carpeting. It, <laughs> I enjoyed it. There was no way I was going to fly to Chicago for you. Oh, but know, you got North you got West exactly your scenario. And by I the way, got exactly what I wanted. Exactly what you so, wanted. The I'm second good. half got nice and comfortable. The interesting thing was. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Statistically, it was like exactly what the game should have been because Purdue is averaging like 31 and a half points, I think, the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Northwestern is averaging two touchdowns. You're like, okay, that's what? 13. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious. And I, I really don't know. Was the spread exactly what? I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, they, was, they uh, beat the spread. Oh, it was 11 and a half. They beat okay. it. Yeah. I okay. know that because it was that in the casino as well. You know what sucks is you can't bet on basketball being played literally in the next room. I learned that this weekend. Wait, Is that what? like a rule or a law? I'm or sure a... it's a yeah. Most of I'm sure it's a you can't have the players the or coaches like you know betting on like betting on the For game. For a long and doing time, that, you could I never bet on UNLV in Vegas. That was a thing. It might still huh. be a thing. Um, 
so so that that's not unheard of but like i couldn't find them anywhere in the sports book and i was like oh wait <laughs> that's probably because they're right over there i can almost see the yeah. doors to the arena so i'm sure that's got something not that not that i can have any influence on the game but but that's why but because the first day i'm like well wouldn't there be most most casinos would want to there'd be some action on a purdue north carolina game sure sure but couldn't couldn't you do saw that weird stat that had been since 1970 something since purdue had beaten north carolina oh 76 oh, yeah. played them much but I still played. i mean they played them like i remember in high school one time purdue north carolina played i think i was a junior or senior in high school and uh, my friend was for some reason, a you know, fair weather, North Carolina, you know, bandwagon, North Carolina. He's wearing North Carolina shorts, like fancy, nice shorts. And, um, and they beat just the living hell out of Purdue. And I was like, damn, I was so mad. Cause I thought yeah, they're going to get over the, you know, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. Purdue's going to be great. Everything's going to be awesome. Um, no, it's going to be disappointment after disappointment until this year when they win the national championship. When they win the national championship, and yeah. I get your faces tattooed on my bosom. All right, it's going to be the fun. whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. So, uh, been a pleasure, guys. Thanks to everybody who who tuned in live. You know, thanks, to Mar- thanks to Martin. Yes. Vintage. Thanks to Martin Vintage. Thanks. is wearing a Martin Vintage uh, sweatshirt, one of my favorites. They don't sell that one in my size anymore. I think they have like quad X available. Just too bad. Extra medium. Yeah. Um, thanks to, uh, thanks to, uh, well, if you go to Martin Vintage, enter Boyle to check out, you know, the deal, um, this, this week they have a special on an oaken bucket t-shirt. It's Which discounted. I have. It's awesome. It's nice. I've got that. We've got that one. And, and if you enter Boyle, you one. get That's additional right. monies off. Additional monies off. Yes. So it's How, a double discount. Enter? Please tell boiled. me. Again. Boiled. 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 Yeah. What if I so want something metallurgical? If you want something metal based, and I have a guy, uh, I have a couple <laughs> friends that work for a company, they they take giant hunks of leather, uh, leather. Nope, it's not leather. They take <laughs> so giant, close. Oh, you so, so close, close right there. I was so good. They take giant chunks of metal, and then they put them into a laser machine, and they carve things out of them, and then you cook on them, and then all of your friends want to be like you. It's really that simple. And if you enter boiled at checkout at gridironmetalworks.com you get 15% off there too say that again what's the url it's uh, gridironmetalworks.com and if you if you follow them on instagram you can see paul cooking a turkey i think he called it spatchcocked or something oh, oh i got a spatchcock in the fridge right now so you so this is the thing i'd never heard of it yeah. so it's uh, real good it's the best way to grill a turkey and finally let me let me give one more shout out to mm-hmm. uh, adam at aj's uh, mm-hmm eataj's.com head over there when you're on campus this weekend we've got a late kickoff at 3 30 get on campus early mm-hmm. head over watch some football it's gonna be a little chilly it's gonna be a little chilly maybe a little rainy who knows but you can go and you can find shelter yeah, at aj's you won't be a cold a couple beers warm, warm up in you. there have some meats and some cheeses and watch some football <laughs> aj's that's our favorite burger uh go say hi to adam damn it give him a hug yeah yeah been a pleasure, guys. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in live. Thank you to everyone who's listening taped and you're uh, driving right now to eat turkey, to gorge yourself. God bless you. Be safe. Uh, I look forward to seeing you in Ross Aid this Saturday. I'm sure I'm going to see all of you. Um, have a uh, have a great evening. Uh, God see bless you. you. All in, see you all in New Orleans. <laughs> see you in New Orleans. Hammer down. I love you guys. Good night.